0: I biked in a t-shirt and gym shorts and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that when you're getting started. But as you get more and more into the sport, great clothing can actually really help. If you have a good chamois, you're comfortable on the bike, you have clothing that's not restricting you, you have clothes that are durable in the event of a crash, that are moisture wicking, all of these things can help us on the bike. And in this episode today, I get the chance to chat with Amy Remark, who is the owner of Dirty Jane. And Dirty Jane is an online retailer of nothing but women's mountain bike clothing. They've done a really great job of curating some of our favorite women's mountain bike clothing brands on there. And in this episode, episode I'm just going to chat with Amy about things like what mountain bike shorts are best what should you look for in a mountain bike short which brands are women owned which brands manufacture in North America and which brands are great for plus size ladies so if you are a mountain biker or you're interested in getting into mountain biking stick around you're going to want to hear this interview and it's coming up right after the intro You're listening to the Femme Cyclist Podcast, and I'm your host, Kristen Bonkowski. Like most of you, I'm a bicycle-obsessed rider and sometimes racer. Each week, I'll bring you interviews from inspiring women and offer tips and tricks to help you thrive on the bike. At Femme Cyclist, we celebrate all forms of riding and all forms of women. So whether you're a road racer, bike commuter, or hardcore shredder, You'll find your community here. So Amy, first of all, thank you for being here today and taking the time out to come chat with us. Um, Can you, to get started, just tell us who Amy Remark is and what is Dirty Jane?
1: Yeah, um, thanks for inviting me on your podcast. And uh, yeah, so I am Amy. (laughs) Uh, I live in uh, Squamish, uh, British Columbia, mountain bike Mecca. And, um, I have been mountain biking for 20 years. I learned how to ride up in Whistler, uh, back when there was like, you know, five of us, uh, women riding at the bike park. Yeah. Um, and no clothes (laughs) we, uh, you know, we were just putting together whatever outfits we could find. Uh, I'm lucky because I'm tall, so I could fit into men's clothes, um, but, uh, my friends weren't so lucky and, you know, we were all just kind of like piecing outfits together and there was nothing to choose from. And, uh, I actually, uh, can't take credit for starting dirty Jane. My friend started it, uh, but I've, I've been around for the whole, um, you know, since the beginning and, uh, took over from her, uh, two and a half years ago now, um, and I just love that there are so many cool options for women's bike clothes now. And Dirty Jane is just a really great opportunity for women to find everything they need in one place.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, you know, instead of having to go to this store and this store, you know, spend all that time uh shopping around trying to find things, it's literally got uh, everything they need all in a, a, one-stop shop. Uh, and we support a lot of women's brands as well, which also is really cool.
0: Yeah. So let's actually start with that. Cause that was going to be one of the questions I was going to ask is what is your philosophy, I guess, on supporting those women supported or women owned brands and then which brands do you carry that are women owned?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, as a women-owned company, you know, uh, with a real focus on women's mountain biking, it just is, I love being able to support other women who are, you know, breaking into the industry, doing really cool things, offering, uh, you know, the clothes that, and there's all different styles and colors and, you know, everything that is, um, so giving women, uh, a lot of variety to choose from, Uh, and so some of the brands that we carry that are women owned are, uh, Wild Rye, Kaden Apparel, uh, Jules Threads. We're bringing on Shredley. Oh, cool. Um, what else is on there that's woman owned? I know there's more. (laughs) I'm going to draw a blank here. (laughs) Um... You know, another small company out of Quebec uh, that uh, I really like because they have like this slow fashion model, which is really cool. Their stuff's all made in Canada. And it's just a group of young riders that started a mountain bike company. Um, so, yeah. So it's really cool being able to to help these other brands just get more visibility. And, oh, um, Revel Riders, another woman-owned one. Um, so yeah, yeah. So I, I just love being able to support women owned businesses. You know, we all gotta gotta stick together. So
0: agreed. Yeah. Yeah. I just too, I have seen so much change in women's mountain bike clothing as we've seen more women owned businesses come out, right? Like all of my mountain bike shorts used to be black.
1: Yes. And I still
0: like, black. I still like black, but um, you never saw like all of these beautiful patterns and like very feminine designs coming from the, the unisex companies.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then they all would fit weird, and, mm-hmm. you know? So it's just like these companies, I mean, they get it, you know? And it's just like, I mean, there's not no brand can make a product that fits every single body type, um, which is why it's so great that we have options, you know, and like mm-hmm. different hem lengths and, you know, like just different styles. You know, some people still like to wear black and gray shorts where, you know, I like having that option, but I also love my big, bright, floral shorts. Right. Here, so Yeah.
0: <laughs> so most of us. I mean, if you ask anybody who makes their favorite mountain bike short. Everybody has a different opinion, but most of us don't get to try out lots of different brands too. You're getting to see all of these different products. So what are your personal favorite mountain bike shorts?
1: Ooh, um, I love, oh my gosh. I love all of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. So I love my wild ride shorts, mm-hmm.
0: the Freya oh, or the okay. Or frill. I like frill. both of them oh, okay yeah okay. The,
1: the frill and the the kway i think is how they pronounce it you know when you see the word but you never actually you never hear yeah something. pronounce it I'll, I'll, Yeah, I, like, correct. Do pronounce it? I don't know <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so i do i love both of their shorts um i just recently started wearing the capri by uh club ride mm-hmm. with um, I really am enjoying. I'm like man, why did it take me so long to wear these and now I'm like I think I might wear them all the time.
0: I have a pair of those too and they're great like right now where it's like almost short season but not quite short season and gives you a little extra length.
1: Yeah, yeah, totally and um, I really like my trees uh, the the company I was telling you out of uh, Quebec I like their shorts as well. Yeah those are probably my favorite. Is there a particular waist style that you prefer? Yes. I like the low, I, I like, um, less bulk around the waist, you know, uh, I know most brands are all, you know, they're, they're doing the, the Velcro waist adjusters or, you know, whatever style they're doing. Um, and so I think one of the things that I like about wild Rye, for example, is it doesn't have that they have belt loops. So if you need mm-hmm. to adjust, you can put a belt. Mm-hmm. Loop in. Um, and then, uh, yeah, the other brands that just have, club ride has put the velcro on the inside so you know it's like when your jersey is getting stuck to the velcro and stuff and yeah you know um and then uh yeah the resilient shorts they have a velcro adjuster but it's very low profile so it just doesn't feel uh bulky you know because it it starts to get bulky around there especially if you wear a hip pack and then you got your your chamois on your shorts on your, you know, it can start to get to feel like a little bit much. So I really like the low profile um, waist where it just doesn't have like all that big bulk. Agreed.
0: I look for the same thing. And I was excited too when you said you're going to start carrying Shredly because I have now those yoga waistband oh, Shredly yeah. shorts and those
1: are amazing. At least yeah. To me. <laughs> yeah. Zoic has started making those too. Okay. Been selling a lot of them.
0: Okay. Very good. I'll figure yeah, those out. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited for Shredley too. I haven't owned a pair of Shredley shorts in years. Um, and I know she's made a lot of changes to the style, so I'm excited to try them again. Yeah.
0: I really like them. Yeah. So other than the waistband, what else do you tell women to look for when they're buying a pair of mountain bike shorts?
1: Um, I mean, you know, preferences like pockets, no pockets, you know, again, you really can't please everyone. Like I love thigh pockets because I like having quick access to a snack or my phone. Some people hate the thigh pockets because it's just because you know, to them, it's like a, a extra bulk. Um, there's there's hemline, you know. Do you like longer shorts? Do you like shorter shorts? A lot of companies now are starting to make their most popular shorts in like a seven-inch uh, hem and then a longer. I like long hems. I'm like mm-hmm. 12 inches and longer. Um, I think that's a Canadian thing. I think that's Canadian girls. <laughs> um, so yeah, and then and then just fit. you know, like that's one of the things that I really encourage women to pay the most attention to is fit over the actual size of the shorts. you know, I, It's really easy to get stuck on like, oh, but I'm a medium, so therefore I need to be a medium in every single brand of shorts and, you know, whatever that I try on. But I'm like, it's really more about comfort level, you know? Like, do the measurements, pay attention to the size chart, go for that over you know, the size that you think you should be wearing, you know, I mean, I can vary from a size six to a size 10. Yeah. And, you know, at the end of the day, it's like, who cares if the shorts look good and I'm comfortable. That's really all that matters. Um, so that's something that I'm really trying to ingrain in women and like, uh, really communicate on the website, like with the size church and stuff, you know, it's like, okay, don't just buy a size medium just because, that's what your other shorts are, are, or size eight, because that's what your jeans are, you know, like just really measure yourself, take the time to yourself, you know, look at the shorts, read the reviews. I'm going to say ladies leave reviews. It's so helpful for other women when they're trying to shop.
0: (laughs) It is. I also like in terms of sizing, I always really like when somebody Leaves a review and they say, you know, I'm five six and weigh 130 pounds. I wear the medium and it fits well.
1: So you can kind of gauge off of other people. Totally. And my reviews, like when you go to leave a review on a product, I actually have a space for that. So women, so they can add all that in. So it's really helpful um, for other women when they're shopping. Uh, But yeah, yeah. So, you know, we come in all different shapes and sizes and you know, finding the, the right shorts that you're comfortable in, because that's at the end of the day, the most important thing is just being comfortable and feeling good. Because when you are comfortable and you feel good, you just have more fun riding your bike. So speaking of comfort,
0: what about chamois? What chamois do you recommend?
1: Yeah, I love the club ride uh, chamois. They're my favorite. Um, and it's
0: which one, cause they have, I think they've like like three, right? Yeah.
1: I really like the June, uh, cause they're shorter. Uh, and so I never just wear chamois. I always have baggy on over top. Mm-hmm. So I like the June cause they're shorter and they just kind of like, I have the, I have the thigh rub, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And kind of go, cause you know how you're, you know, it's just like, they either got to go below that or above it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So mine sits above it. I know. I know people listening to us. Can't That's see, my technique too. Can't yeah. see my what I, you know my animations here, but um, yes, yeah, so I like it when my chamois sits above that, um, and then especially on a hot day, you know, it's just a, a lot more comfort. And uh, yeah, so I actually uh, a couple of years ago I went through this. I wanted to test. You know, riding with chamois, without chamois, mm-hmm. chamis. And uh at the end of the day, I preferred riding with a chamois. And uh yeah, I liked the one that just kind of came up like just above my, you know, like like high on my leg. Right. More
0: like above almost a brief style, yeah. Like a little boy short. Yeah. 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 Um, do you always wear a chamois? Like say you're doing a downhill day. Do you wear a
1: chamois on those days? Yeah. I always wear a chamois. Um, in Squamish, you're pretty much always doing downhill. I don't ride the park anymore. Okay. Um, but yeah, I, I always wear a chamois because I feel like it's just a little extra protection. Uh, if you wipe out, you know, if you scrape your body along the ground, Yeah, it just gives you a nice little extra protection, uh, for that. And, uh, and then in Squamish we climb like to get to the down, you have to go up. So we're always climbing up before we go down. So speaking of
0: protection, uh, you sell protective gear on your website also. I do. Yeah. When for you personally, do you go ahead and put on protective gear?
1: Um, I wear knee pads all the time now. Uh, I never used to, when I wrote par- back in the day, when I rode park, I had everything up, like the, mm-hmm. remember the jackets, I don't know if people still wear those, but yeah, I had all that full face. Helmet, yeah. Everything. Um, and then when I moved to Squamish, I stopped wearing pads for a while and then, uh, hit my knee a few times, you know, so I was like, Oh, maybe I should start wearing knee pads again. And I love that. I stopped wearing them because I just thought they were always so uncomfortable, but right. Those really low profile pads started coming out, you know, the slip on ones. And, um, so I started wearing them again and I'm getting older and, you know, when you hit your knee off of something, it's just like take you out for a while. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. (laughs) And they're all really breathable, like even on super hot days, Um, I, I can wear them and I'm not even noticing that I have them on. So, yeah, I love, I just love how I, you know, I I feel like I've been around for like a real evolution of, Mm -hmm. of bike gear Yeah, and, uh, you know, just seeing how things have evolved and changed and yeah, just like how you can have these really protective knee pads that you don't even feel when you're wearing them. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't quite brought myself to put elbow pads on. So it might take hitting my elbow off of something to be like, maybe I should start wearing elbow pads too. <laughs> you no,
0: know, elbow pads are one of the areas where I feel like they don't market well to women, right? Because a lot of the, in my experience, anyway, I've got really skinny arms and the elbow pads like constantly slip down. I haven't found like a great, um, pair of elbow pads for ladies.
1: Right. Well, maybe that's something I should test out this summer. I'll go yeah. and ride in a bunch of different pairs and see.
0: <laughs> One question we get asked a lot about, um, mountain bike clothing is what clothing is made in the United States or in North America, I should say, um, as opposed to overseas do, or do any of the brands that you carry actually do their manufacturing and sewing in North America?
1: Yeah, they do. Um, Shredley does. Um, Caden does, um, trees, mountain apparel does, and I think that might be it. Yeah. I think the rest of them are done, uh, overseas, uh, jewel threads. I'm not sure actually about jewels. I'd have to, I have to check into that, but those, those ones that I just named for sure are all, um, designed and made in North America what about plus
0: sized clothing?
1: What brands are doing a good job of doing that? Yeah. Um, you know, there are some of the brands that I carry, uh, like Zoic has started going up to, um, the Nevea shorts with, Mm -hmm. yeah, with the yoga band top. They, uh, started going up to three XL, I think. Uh, Darko just came out with a 2XL in their pants, um, Club Ride, I believe it's coming out with a 2XL in one of their styles and, um, Jules Threads goes up quite high. Shredley, Shredley has, I don't even know how she manages all her, <laughs> her size ranges yes and styles and i i would lose track of all of that but yeah she has i think from the very beginning uh done a really great job with the uh, with the range of sizing and uh, yeah yeah and our dirty jane jerseys um i've always done those up to 4xl uh so yeah you know trying i mean there are I don't want to take away from these brands who are making an effort to have, uh, you know, more expansive sizes, but there certainly are some brands out there that specialize in, um, plus size clothing and are doing an amazing job with it. Like, um, uh, freedom, oh God, I'm
0: confused. machines for freedom, machines for
1: freedom. Yes. You know? Yeah. So there are some brands like that who, um, that they specialize in I think and are doing a really great job with it uh, but uh, yeah so I know some of them they're they're making an effort you know they're it's just taking some time to catch up and you know I don't make the clothes so i don't you, you know I know that um, there's a process to it I mean that you know just making sure the fabric all matches up and they and they lay properly and you know and they look you know everyone still wants to look good and in the clothes Wearing um, with
0: in the past two years, I guess it's been two years already with COVID we've seen all kinds of supply chain issues and, um, prices going up. What trends or what challenges have you seen in the last couple of years?
1: Um, you know, I haven't seen a lot of challenges on the apparel side, as far as supply chain challenges. I think in the first year there were some delays with getting, uh, fresh product in, you know, all the, everything was stuck out at sea, uh, for a little while, I would say it's more, um, hard goods that I've seen a real, um, delay at like helmets. Okay. I think for all, like most of 2021, uh, cause I carry uh, seven protection and Cali helmets. There were not, there were hardly any helmets all season. Okay. <laughs> um, I think that's changing. Um, but yeah, so I would say helmets, pads, that kind of stuff. Like that's really the only low inventory. Um that was a bit of a an issue, but apparel uh scene, everything has seemed to be fine. The one thing that I've noticed is the f- real fluctuation in sales. Like when mm. first hit, sales were amazing. Yeah. Everyone was shopping. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, you know, kind of it we had a dip and then things started opening up and I think people were kind of going for the experience again and, you know, less people were, were shopping. And then we kind of went through the second wave of COVID where everyone was stuck at home again and shopping. And now, um, and I think retail overall right now is experiencing a major decline. Mm. Um, so I feel that. Uh, yeah. So I did, that's really the, the, the ups and downs that I've experienced.
0: Where do you, I mean, we've talked a lot about how much gear has improved and women's Mm. mountain bike clothing and offerings have improved. Where do you still see gaps? Is there anything that you hear from women that they still feel like is lacking?
1: Yeah. um, I still, you know, I'm in a lot of Facebook groups because I like to uh, pay attention to what women are talking about, Mm -hmm. feel they're missing out on. And it kind of, on one, on one respect, it kind of saddens me a little bit to hear that women are still frustrated, um, with the lack of clothing. And, you know, I, I always want to be like, no, 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 you don't understand. Like you should have been here 20 years ago. Like really nothing. Like you have everything now. Yeah. (laughs) And, um, so I don't know if it's just, it's not, um, like in their face enough, you know, like they're just not getting exposure to it. Uh, so, you know, I, I try to go in without being super spammy and say, you know, offer, um, you know, you could, you know, I offer up dirty Jane. Um, I, you know, try to educate, like, here's a lot of women owned brands specifically mm-hmm. who want to support women who are doing their thing, like, you know, support them buy their product so that they can keep growing and they can offer, uh, more variety and more sizes, Um, you know, that's, it's funny because until I got into the, the retail side of things, you know, I probably was one of those people like, you know, do this, do this, but have more, you know, and now that I'm on this side of it, I'm like, Oh yeah. It's like, you know, it costs money to (laughs) add a whole new side and add a whole new hem line. And, uh, you know, so that's where I'm just like, support them, you know, so that they can continue to grow and bring you the things that you need. Um, Or like, you know, if this is the style that you're looking for, here are the shorts that you might like, or here's the jersey that might interest you. Or, you know, just making sure that women are aware that the options are out there, the clothing is available to them. Um yeah, so I would say that's one thing is just getting it more uh in their face because it does, it does, you know, it, it kind of gets me down a little bit when I still see uh that women are struggling to find the clothes. Um and then the padding, I would say that's probably the next uh thing because as far as I'm aware, there's no women specific padding. Uh, It's all, um, you can buy like uh, jackets, you know, like the chest pads Uh, knee and elbow pads. um, They're unisex. And of course we have very different bodies than men. So
0: I think that's kind of what I was getting at earlier, right? Just like women generally have much less muscular upper bodies for the elbow pads. They need to be designed a little bit and better and thighs are sometimes quite a bit thicker than men's. And um, yeah, so I would agree with that one. And I just going back to the availability of women's clothing too, I think so much of that comes down to women walking into their local bike shops. I feel like the local bike shops are still doing a terrible job of carrying women's gear. They are. So it really does, I mean, force women, I think to go to Dirty Jane and go to these online options because yeah, our local bike shops don't care. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, isn't that crazy? I mean, I live in mountain bike mecca, and here, I mean, it's even a struggle here to, you know, I've toyed with the idea of having a storefront. Um, I mean, it would be very seasonal, but you know, just because I mean, it's crazy that you know, I'm like, I live in Squamish, and it's yeah, hard to find. Mm. Like, I wouldn't be able to just go out and find shorts, you know, like I might have one brand, one color, one size to choose from and not options. Yeah. 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 I know. It's crazy.
0: That would be really cool. If you opened a
1: storefront though, I know, and women the
0: opportunity to come in and actually try things on and that'd be amazing. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. You know, and I, as you know, as far as sizing and trying things on and stuff, like I do make myself very readily available to answer sizing questions. Um, of course, you know, all the you know, I'm always coming from my own experience of Mm -hmm. the clothes. Um, so that's why, you know, I do try to get a really wide, like, you know, feedback it's always, I mean, I really heavily rely on feedback and, um, and those reviews. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Um, why should women come and buy from dirty Jane, as opposed to going on Amazon or even going somewhere like REI? Yeah,
1: well, um, it's really preference. You know, if you you support women owned, um, you know, there's, I mean, there's a lot of things I would love to do with Dirty Jane. Uh, You know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a sole uh, proprietor, you know, like I'm a, I'm a one woman show. Uh, I can only do so many things. So I would, I have so many ideas and plans and things that I would love to do with uh, dirty Jane, but again, it, you know, it requires, um, growing and getting that support, getting, you know, the, the community of women bikers on board. Um, but I would say, you know, the, the one thing about dirty Jane is that it's just, again, it's that one-stop shop, you know, you can get helmets, all the gear shoot, like we even sell shoes now. Um, so it's just, it's easy that way. Um, it's, you know, it's, it's a, it's a woman focused brand. Um, you don't have to sift through, uh, a whole bunch of stuff that you don't need, like shopping on REI. Um, it's a small business. If you, that's important to you supporting small and then Amazon, I, I mean, (laughs) Amazon is Amazon. (laughs) Yep. Let's not give them all our money.
0: (laughs) You also have an ambassador program. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I do. Um,
1: yeah, so I, the ambassador program is, uh, I I've kind of, uh, played around with a different, a few different ways of running the, the program. Uh, it's, it's a, It's awesome in one sense. I have some very amazing ambassadors who are super loyal. They've been around for a couple of years. They're great. They, you know, they're always promoting and supporting the brand. Uh, It's again, tough sometimes because I am one person, I have another job. You know, I just run out of steam sometimes as much as I would love to have more energy and time to nurture my ambassadors and nurture that program. Um, you know, I find myself, we have a, we have a private Facebook group. I find myself going on there and being like, oh my God, I can't believe it's three months since I came on and chatted with you ladies. Like, I'm so sorry. Like, I just, I wish I had more time. Um, but, uh, you know, I do try to, uh, make it so it is a, a good experience for them. Um, you know, I, I'm not at the point where I obviously, you know, I mean, some, i brands, larger brands have paid ambassadors and, you know, obviously can't compete with that. So mm-hmm. I really have to rely on women who just believe in the brand and who really want to be a part of something that is cool and will, you know, hopefully be there to see it flourish and grow and stick around. And, um, yeah, so, you know, it's, uh, yeah, I I don't know really what else to say about it. Is you know, thank you to all my
0: ambassadors. Yeah. You're all up, and it it works too. I um I think I first discovered Dirty Jane through Melissa. Oh, Okay. Um, yeah. yeah. So yeah. so it works obviously. Oh Good. I'm nice um, that. um, you mentioned being a sole proprietor and a one-woman show. How do you personally find the time to balance work and still find time to write? Also. I don't write as
1: much as I would like to, uh, I work, uh, an insane amount of hours. I don't know how I do it. I, I would say I'm, I'm a single person, so I don't have kids. So I have that, you know, I can work a gazillion hours and no one cares. (laughs) Um, I am trying to, Work less, you know, I mean, the thing with being, um, owning a business is the work can literally never end. There's always like one more thing to work on, one more thing to improve, one more post to put out, one more email to write one more, you know what I mean? Like, it's just one, you know, it's just like, oh, I, you know, more product descriptions to write a, you know, a Facebook, uh, post to do, or like a, you know, website refresh. But it's like the work can literally never, ever, ever. End. Yes. I totally relate. Yeah. <laughs> um. So it's really just being like, okay, stop go right. Cause you know, it's just like when you get exercise and you're out on your bike, it's you have that space to like free up you know, your brain for some creative, some, you know, renewed creative juices to flow and a new perspective. And, you know, it's just so easy to get burned out when you run a business. And, um, so I have friends who remind me to go out and ride my bike and, you know, I, and then aside from that, it's just like having fresh content for Instagram. It's like, okay, I better go ride my bike. So I'll have some fresh stuff to put on Instagram, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Um, (laughs) yeah. So that helps. Um, but yeah, I would say overall, I don't do a very good job of managing my time or my schedule. Yeah,
0: to be honest. Like the rest of us listening. <laughs> yeah. uh, let's see. I've got three final questions for you yeah, sure. before I do that. Where can people I mean what's your website? Where can people come connect with you?
1: Yeah, um, Instagram is a really great place to come and be a part of the community. Uh, I'm really, it's dirty Jane. We're just dirty Jane on Instagram. Um, one of the things that I really, really want to work on this year is, um, not just being a retail space, you know, it's easy to just constantly have like, buy this Jersey, buy these shorts, buy, buy, buy. Um, and while yes, ultimately dirty Jane doesn't exist if people aren't buying stuff, Um, I also want it to be, have a community feel, you know, um, have more, have my ambassadors more involved, Mm -hmm. more original content, having it more of like an educational space, you know, doing things like how to change a tire how to clean. I'm thinking of my bike right now and all the things that need to be fixed on it. (laughs) Like I had someone looking at it the other day and my cogs are all filthy. I was like, don't judge me. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's my bike always. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, you know, having more uh, educational space, having more like riding tutorials, you know, like going out with friends and being like, OK, uh, we're going to tr- we're going to ride this um, scary rock roll today and having someone there who is like, you know, walking us through it and teaching us how to do it. And so like, I just really want to add more um, components like that to Dirty Jane. So it really is a cool space for women to be and hang out. So that was the the long answer to Instagram. Okay. (laughs) Uh, The website is dirtyjane.com. And I did last year because I'm in Canada, I have started importing uh, more product into Canada and I at dirtyjane.ca. Okay. So women in Canada can shop on dirtyjane.ca and um, shop without, uh, having to pay import duties. For women in the U S you actually have a, um, like a fulfillment center in the United States. Yeah. Yeah. So some of it gets shipped from Canada to the U S and then some of the brands that I sell, I work directly with them. So we ship straight from there where, okay. Yeah. Got it. Yep. Yeah.
0: Okay. So time for the last three questions. And the first one is what bike or
1: bikes do you ride? I have one bike. <laughs> uh, I have a 2016 Norco site, um, that I love. Uh, it's funny because every time I chat with someone, I'm like, I'm open to sponsors. If you want to <laughs> they should <laughs> anybody listening to this yeah, any new anyone, bike. <laughs> I could use a new bike um yeah my bike is very rough around the edges right now uh you know Squamish is uh is hard on bikes uh so um you know I mean there's a lack of bikes and uh just you know the cost of bikes these days yeah uh so I'm gonna put a bit of work into my bike but I love my bike Um, yeah, it's been, it's been a great bike. It's yeah. I have no complaints.
0: Okay. Second question is what is your favorite place you've ever ridden your bike?
1: Hmm. Well, Squamish is pretty awesome. Mm. (laughs) Um, yeah, it's really great here. Uh, where else do I love? Um, I went to Moab about, four years ago and really enjoyed it there. Um, you know, I mean, desert riding is so different to, um, you know, thick forest riding. So it was just a nice different experience. Um, but, uh, yeah, I had fun there. What's your favorite trail in Squamish? Oh, I really love angry M and Rupert. I, uh, my favorite probably just because of the name is the
0: your mom. Oh, you sign at the top. (laughs) I like that one. Um, let's see. Some final question is what is your favorite thing about
1: riding your bike? Um, ooh, well, I love the adrenaline and I love um the focus. So it's just like it, you know, you when you're riding your bike, you literally can't think about anything else. So I have one of those brains that just is like it never stops. You know, it's like wakes me up at two o'clock in the morning, sometimes with like 10 different thoughts. Um, so I love that when I'm biking, you cannot focus on anything else except for the trail in front of you. Um, you know, I don't know if you have, I have a couple of friends who like to talk while they're biking going up. It's fine. You know, I mean, I'm usually suffering on the way up. So they're doing all the talking and I'm just going, up. Uh-huh. <laughs> Um, but on the way down, I'm like, okay, you know, some people, I don't know how they can do it, but I cannot, I have to just be focusing on what I'm doing. And so I love that. It's just, yeah, everything falls away. Nothing else matters, you know, all everything. And it's just, I, I have one task and that is to get down to the bottom of the trail and just entirely focus on what I'm doing. And so I would say, that is the thing that I love most about it. I
0: hope you got something out of that interview. Maybe you discovered a new brand you weren't aware of. And I will also include in the show links a list of my favorite mountain bike shorts. And maybe I'll even do a podcast episode on that in the future. But I've reviewed a bunch of mountain bike shorts and have a roundup of all of those on the Fem Cyclist website. So go check that out if you're interested. If you would also go out to apple podcasts or wherever you're listening to this and subscribe and leave us a review that helps us get discovered by other women and if you have somebody who you think would just enjoy this podcast if you could share that with her on social media or in a text I would greatly greatly appreciate it now go get in a ride be kind to yourself and we'll be back next week with another episode